Healing crystals, skincare routines, knitting a sweater, fitting in jeans. With Katie and Sarah, no need to worry, you're on a lady journey. For somebody over and over again. Yeah. It's kind of like, I really like that song, Running Up That Hill from Kate Bush, and I liked it a lot before it hit Stranger Things, but it's on TikTok. And now it's, Every now I hate it. Yeah, it's too much. I, I'm like, you are ruining this song. Yeah. Like, it's going to take me 10 years to get back to that. Yeah. that song's a really good song. It's gorgeous, but, but it's like, I don't need to uh, hear it while you're making baked eggs, for the <laughs> love of God. <laughs> Lady Journey. Lady Journey. Welcome to Lady Journey, everybody. Um, running up that hill. <laughs> that's going to be our new intro song. <laughs> just, um, just put that to every background. Ever. As your background music and boom, you've got yourself a viral video. Oh my gosh. It's true. And you're just like pickling eggs or something goofy. <laughs> um, so, oh my gosh. I love your journey this week. Your journey this week is something dear to my heart. My journey. Your journaly. I my journaly. Um, <laughs> I've been doing this a long time or a while. I even did this when I was in high school and in my young adult. And I do sometimes. I have a few years where I'm not doing it as much. Mm-hmm. But I like to. I do journal and I always write down stuff. And now it's called writing jokes. Right, right. But like sometimes when I'm like writing jokes, I'm like, oh god, this has just turned into a journal. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you're just, your thought just takes over. <laughs> yeah, you just run with it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I was trying to do artist way when they're like every morning, right for thirty minutes or three yeah. pages, and then I'm like, is this supposed to look like a suicide letter every time I, I do yeah, this? I know, I know. What am I doing? It, go- it goes bad quick it in goes, there. Absolutely. But um, a few years ago, over five years ago, my friend, our dear friend Ashley Brooke Roberts, she likes journaling. I'm pretty sure. Oh, she's great. Shout out. Shout out. Um. She got me a five-year journal, mm-hmm. and I've never had, never even thought of it, or anybody give me one, or it never came to my mind to do have this. And it just is gives you every day for five years a little few spaces to write out what you did that day, ah. or like maybe a thought or something weird or yeah. whatever you did. Um, so I've been doing that straight for five years. Wow! And it gives you so. You, 2015 was here, 16, 17, 18. So I can compare what I was doing <gasps> the year before. And sometimes you, you just forget. Yes. And it's fun to kind of see where your life is a year ago. And I have to say, it's been the same for 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> it's really amazing. What The gift that gives the proof <laughs> that you are going nowhere. You're, I know. I I, I probably am going somewhere, but when you read yes. it on a thing of like, wake up at 1030, go for a run, yeah, write jokes, caption a video, go do my spots, went to bed. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's, That's it for five years. Yeah. yeah. Maybe a vacation every now and then. I know when you when you kind of see it from that perspective, it is like just the day to day. Yes. The day to day life. And. and- well, sometimes I'm like, well, I don't know what I should be writing about. Like, I kind of just write. Sometimes if you read my journal, you would be like, is Joe even in her life? <laughs> but there's yeah. no way that I'm going to write, like, yeah. made love to Joe today. <laughs> <laughs> I 
love it. Check. <laughs> like, I'm not putting that that kind of stuff in there because I also think this is like maybe years from now, if anything happens, like it, it you can read it and see what I've been doing and the <laughs> idea of you guys knowing. You don't want me to, me to be going through like, oh, Sarah, and like, okay, wow. January third, yeah. twenty eighteen. <laughs> Like she made love to Joe. <laughs> and apparently that's the only thing she did that day. <laughs> that those things to me are a given. Yes. Like yeah. I I'm hanging out with Joe at night. You know that. So I don't need to write about that. So I always talk about like what spots I did, how they went, mm-hmm. what I ate that day. Mm-hmm. Um or maybe any weird incident that I had. But I it is fun to go back and compare. And then I also do long journaling. Yeah. Which is the three pages a day. Now, that's what I kind of do more. And it's not really Mike does a type of journaling where he is like very specifically writing out what happened to him that day for like a 30 minute period. He's and he's just in the practice of um, like reliving the day and reliving it in his own voice and perspective as he's writing it out. And that's something I would really like to try to get into more versus what I am doing now, which I've talked about on here before, where I really do just. I free write and I, and I do direct myself a little bit. Like if I notice I'm getting negative, I'll kind of investigate it. I use it as a time to challenge my negative thoughts and kind of like reorient myself to like a place of positivity. But I don't do, I don't have a patience. I don't have a lot of patience for describing what happened in that day. And it always feels kind of overwhelming to me. So I just, I was kind of trying to do it for a while. Yeah. Where you just kind of like bullet, bullet point it. Right. Right. Well, I saw, it's always like on TikTok, somebody talking about like one of their most productive writing classes. Mm-hmm. And all the reason why a lot of I do the journaling is I just like writing. I yeah. like pen or pencil to paper. Mm-hmm. I like how it feels. Yes. I like my penmanship. So it always feels like I'm just practicing my penmanship. Yes. Do you do cursive? I do cursive. Me Sometimes too. I, I love cursive. A different way of writing straight. I kind of changes change up. Sometimes I'll get stickers and add some stickers. Oh, I love it. Now, are you like pencils? Are you pencil I'm a, yeah, Oh, my God. Pencils over pen any day because pencils same, same. write smoother. Yes. I absolutely. like the sharp when a mechan a good mechanical pencil. I have pencil. one now. I love a mechanical pencil. How how insane that it's taken us nine months doing to- this podcast <laughs> to realize that we have <laughs> a shared love of mechanical pencils because I am all about them. I love shading. A, li- a little shade. A little shading. Like I love doodling in my notebook. I, mm-hmm. And I, I'm stuck on a same doodle for a few years now of just doing grids and then slowly shading them in different directions. <laughs> <laughs> it's like psychotic. I it. <laughs> but I do it because I don't want to look at my phone. Yeah. So I do it for that. But oh, so the TikTok that I saw the guy was talking about with writing. Mm-hmm. And I do want to try this in the journaling. Yes. Because I have, there's premises that I have. Yeah. And I've never put in a joke mm-hmm. or I can't get it to be funny, but I do think the idea is funny. And he was saying that like just for writing, he had a teacher say, write about a bucket. And she made them write about a bucket for like six months straight. Wow. And it shows you that you start digging deeper and deeper and deeper. But if you just do that on a constant basis, so my new goal in like some of this, at least long form journaling is to take one incident that kind of bothers me. Yeah. And get down to why it bothers me and see if I can find 
the humor in it. Yeah, that's a great yeah. prompt. I love that. I got I once got this jumbo book of writing prompts. It was like a gigantic thing. And I ended up not really doing it because I think it was just too much, you know. And well, some of it as you know how we're talking about like uh how to work your business idea but then it's only for people that are offering a product or a service and it yeah. doesn't cater to or at least stand up or com writing comedy that I feel like those prompts sometimes aren't yeah what like is that what really gets you going is this prompt or is right it, right I think something deeper down maybe you're more enthusiastic about yeah I couldn't and and then also too you get that terrible feeling of like am I just wasting my own time like I'm writing a scene between like a, a plant and like a child that I've got this like prompt to write and like when I really need to be writing jokes and, and I'm like c crafting like a murder mystery dinner yes. or something no I hate that feeling well that's what I felt about the artist way after a while it was like I, I tend to be writing about the same thing. I can't keep ruminating on the same emotion. Why don't instead take a comedy idea that I had for a sketch or a and short ruminate, film yeah. and let myself kind of write that as my three, my 30 minutes a day thing. Oh, I really like that idea. I need to do something like that. I feel like, yeah, I, because I have been doing this 30 minutes a day free writing. I was thinking about this recently. I've been doing it for like seven years. Yeah. And it's and it now it does have a therapeutic function for me of just organizing my thoughts, you know, yeah. but it's like I don't need to do it every day to be like clinging to it. Yeah. Where instead you could probably just take a premise that maybe you've been working on for a while and then really just kind of write about that until yeah. something happens. Yeah. And then that will at least feel more productive to you than like doing a prompt from a book that I yeah these I know it's like it's like am I resistant or am I is this just completely stupid I never know <laughs> I, know. I never know but I, I even know. I even love the idea of getting the five-year journal I think that's such a cool idea because it's short just the space where it's like there isn't time to get into my own trauma here because someone looked at me wrong at the grocery store yeah you just get to the point and I also feel like inadvertently you get better as a writer mm-hmm um, because you learn to like figure out a shorter way to sen uh, write a sentence. I also always thought Twitter was a great way yeah. to work on your writing because you look at something and you're like, this is over a certain amount of characters. How can I shorten this? And then you realize that you have a long propositional prepositional phrase and that you yeah. can just turn it into two words. Yeah. Yeah. Make it a possessive. And you're like, I don't know why I never thought of it that way, but this yes. is a way better sentence structure brevity brevity yeah I do love that about Twitter and I love I love jokes that are brief and 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 I love taking an idea and then editing it where you're like I don't need that detail really no there's Nothing so many details there. like just prepositional phrases that you don't need ex like a lot of and sometimes when you work it on stage you inadvertently drop the bullshit. Yes. That's such a great feeling. And then you're like, yeah. oh, I just wrote something. Yeah. You're like really, truly writing on stage. And it went straight to the point. It's it's so fascinating when you see two comics have a similar bit and then one is like way longer and wordier. Yeah. You're like, those are the same bit, but one was better getting to the point than the other one. Yeah. Or like in my case, when you have a bit and then you see somebody else with a way more developed version of your same <laughs> bit and you're like, well, I should have kept writing. Really should have kept writing on I it. just stopped. <laughs> I know Joe always says, he's like, you need to dig deeper. And I'm like, but I'm done. <laughs> yeah. It feels like when I get a bit, it feels like it's lava and I'm like, and then once it cools, it's like, it's solidified. Yeah, it's done. And it's then done. I always joke, I write a bit tag it three years later yes let it cook 
Let it marinate. <laughs> but um, I'm also into uh, like on TikTok, the girls and I want to get into this, but it just feels like another craft where you spend money and then it just sits there and you don't do anything. Yeah. Is I love when they cut things out and they sticky tape it to a book and then they find pull quotes and they tape those on and they have like different textures yeah and then they close it up but they have all these like cool little stamps and tapes and yes they have like a thousand jelly roll pens <laughs> yes. oh my gosh that's my i want to live in that world so therapeutic they never show you your face and i'm like who is this woman who is she yeah and I, Ugh. what's her life like? Yeah. Yeah. You, I used to do stuff like that. I loved doing collaging and stuff like that when I was in, um, high school and college. That was like one of my big hobbies. I had Mod Podge. I would just yes. always like cutting out stuff. And it was such a fun thing to do of just like totally mindless creativity. Yes. Not like trying to write a joke where you're like eh, cranking it out, you know, but it's just like, I kind of like this picture. Yeah. I want, I'm going with a theme. So anything that falls into that theme I can just stick on here yes purple yeah just purple <laughs> just purple I yeah but that's that. that's my that's my life I want to live I love that um but yeah I I do highly recommend get a five-year journal it's a f or give it as a gift it's actually a really good gift that is a great gift yeah uh, it's a good gift for like a sister yes sister-in-law friend engagement and, yes. let's see if this works out <laughs> <laughs> please keep track of your marriage in this <laughs> yeah Oh my gosh, so fun. So um, my yeah. journey that I have, I actually physically did go on a journey. I went on a trip to Miami. Yes. And I was telling you about this because I was, um, the last time I saw you was right before I left. And I, I just got back yesterday. So um, basically I had kind of a panic because I looked at my uh, weather. So I looked at my weather for Miami and it was like thunderstorm the entire time we were there, I got there, we, we stayed like about uh, eight days. Yeah. So, but we were only in Miami for three days or I'm sorry, five, but I was working two of the days. So, okay. <laughs> Starting over. <laughs> um, so I was looking at my weather app and I was freaking out because I was like rain, rain, rain every single day. Like I had had this fantasy of like, it's a beach vacation. I got a new swimsuit again, Burlington Coat Factory. And I will be keeping this swimsuit because it's very cute and it was very reasonably priced um so I was flipping out I was like oh my gosh like I thought that Mike and I were gonna be like at the beach eating outside and now it's like rain every day and uh, I talked to you and I talked to Dave Kenny that same night that I saw you I think yeah. or maybe it was a week later and he put my mind at rest he was like Florida just rains like one time in the afternoon like you'll be fine you'll be able to go to the beach yeah I always felt Texas can be like that because it's the extreme heat and mm -hmm. humidity. And mm -hmm. then it just like over the afternoon, it will rain really hard for about an hour and then it clears up. Yeah, it was basically that. Yeah, and it makes for great sunsets. It was it was basically that, although I have to say, like, even the next day, I'd be like looking like, what's the weather for tomorrow? And it would just be thunderstorm the entire yeah. hourly forecast. And, I, and Dave explained it to me. He was like, this is just the percentage chance that it will rain that hour. Well, did you know? something weird about first rain percentage it means 40 percent of the population in that area will see rain that's what 40 oh. means not 40 percent that it will rain. chance yeah okay so he lied something like that this was like a whole thing on tiktok a while ago and mm -hmm. i googled it and it is true meaning like it will rain 
Yes. But only 40% of the population, meaning it will rain in maybe the south part of Miami, okay. but the northern part okay. won't deal with it. Yes. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. But yeah, it was, I was like packing up and I, I also packed kind of like in a, in a panic because I had spots, I was exhausted. And so like when I got there, I didn't even pack a hat. First yeah. of all, I packed no hat. I packed my raincoat. I almost packed my rain boots, which would have been <laughs> insane. But I was like, I was like planning backup. I'm like, I guess we're just going to go to the sex museum or whatever it is. Yeah. It's like the erotic art museum. I was like, I guess we'll force ourselves to do that, even though I really clearly don't want to. Yeah. But we did. I When I got there, it was pouring. And then it, I think it rained a little bit the next day. And then just one other time. So we were there for, again, got there Sunday night and we left Thursday night. So we had about a few days there and there was only one day that was really totally destroyed by rain. Yeah. And the rest of it was good. Now, did you hit, what are some hot spots? Like, where did you go? Okay. So we were bopping around some of the best places I went. I went to a great taco night. I have to say like, we love taco Tuesday. So I was like, let me see if there's a fun little taco place. It was called Lolo's. It was right on the beach and we were staying in on Collins Avenue, but like very South. So we were in South beach. Okay. And so we were not in like the club scene, which was I don't want to be awesome. The club scene. No way. You're like, no that's way. different. That's different. And then I was, I almost was like, why are we even going to Miami? Because we were not like partying people, but we, the Miami beach, I have to say gorgeous. It's great. And it's a big kind of like, it wasn't a thing in Texas mm-hmm. for some reason, but New Yorkers love Miami. And I think yeah. there's a lot of cheap flights. Yes. Yeah. And there's a lot of New Yorkers that end up just like moving to Miami and then they always move back. Yeah. yeah. I could I could see like it is like New York in a way because it's like such an urban. Yeah. It's like the beach is right there and then you're right in the middle of this huge city. And you, as a New Yorker, I'm like, oh, I feel at home. Like yeah. I can walk to CVS, walk to tacos. Um, And they have Really great hotels. It's a, not a long plane ride to get to. Three hours, easy. A little movie on the plane. Yeah, and then they also, I think there's a lot of great airline prices I Miami. Yeah, yeah, I ended up using my miles for these, and I think it was like one way was like 7,000 miles, which yeah. is crazy. Well, it's out of control right now Yeah, for flying. Yeah, it's usually so high. I think 7,000 miles, I don't even think that that's like $100. Yes, it's also like weird when people are like, oh, you when they go to low season or high season when it's like the time oh, to yeah. go. This is not the time to go, I think. I always like to go when it's not the time to go. When yeah. It's the hottest. Yeah. <laughs> it was great because. Send me there. Totally. It was not that busy. Um, Mike and I went to talk about our future. We talked about it a little bit when I had a few beers and then I started crying in public. (laughs) No, no, everything's, everything's good. Everything's good. And, but we're just, we haven't made any decisions yet. Okay. So it was, it was a great, it was like a great time of like, just like nothing of like now or never, like just a check-in, just a check-in, which I got, I overreacted as I do, as I do anytime I have a wine. Hey, (laughs) it happens. It happens. And then you like back and you're like what was I so worried about I know I know I'm like well that was a that was a freak out over nothing yeah it's a total catastrophizing but I think well I was um I had been doing my project on zoom so it was like basically we had planned that trip and then I had these zooms that kind of come tension. up in the middle of it where it was like oh I thought I was gonna have a big trip and now it was just like kind of three days off two days on three days you know yeah I also feel like 
in relationships, sometimes I've had it with just Joe, I think, because we're both in comedy or whatever. But like, I feel like if I bring work to a vacation, then it's an issue. But if he brings work to vacation, it's understood. Mm, I feel yeah. like I work on a. D- <laughs> yeah. It's not fair. It yeah. feels unfair. Or maybe sometimes what ends up happening is that I'm not good with my boundaries. Yeah, yeah. And that's what happens. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. It it does always feel like you have this um, fantasy of like, I'm going on a vacation. I'm not going to have to work at all. And then it's like the reality is you have emails pouring in. And it's like yes. you can't just like put your life on hold if you're gone like Monday through Friday. Yes. And then also this time of the year, anytime you go on vacation this time of the year, what ends up happening is you will not get a writing packet yeah, for yes, two yes. years and then the first time you go on vacation you get a writing packet and you can't do it nor do you want to do it but then you start downward spiraling and you're like this yes. is why I don't make it in anything yeah. is because <laughs> I don't do anything yes but then you're like but I have to live my life I have to live my life <laughs> it can be so hard to actually and I did I did take a full two days off there so I mean I took like a weekend basically and then I w- we went to his mom's for her birthday. So okay. I had I had another family birthday weekend. So I did have some good time off. But I definitely feel like when I go on a vacation, it is so hard for me to break out of that need to work. Especially when you're like, oh, I'll just scroll a little bit. And then it's like, no, but she's doing that. I, because I went to Key West a few months ago and I had that. Yeah. Didn't look at my phone all day. Mm-hmm. We go to bed and I always do Pinterest and then I decided to go on Twitter and then I saw somebody get something that I've always wanted coveted and I felt like I've been working so hard of putting sketches out and all that and I feel like I've never seen this person put out anything in that realm and it ruined my trip and it was all my fault and not their fault. You know what I mean? Like I let that happen. It's like you just allow yourself to relax and then you're in a vulnerable state and then you get triggered by like your deepest insecurity. Absolutely. And I, this, we went to Seattle two weeks ago and I just to do a spot with Joe, but then we hung out with friends for three days after. And Mm -hmm. it was the first time I made a conscious decision not to bring my computer. Oh, that's great. Good for you. It felt great. Yeah, just yeah. to have the freedom of it. Like, I can't do anything. Sorry. Yeah, there's nothing I can do. Because sometimes the work is the work. Yes. Not doing the work is the work. Yes. And, y- and you're like, okay, now I really have to, like, focus myself and just allow myself to not get upset and not to be, be exposed to stuff that yeah. I know is going to trigger me. But it sounded like also you actually had to do this work. I was doing that work. And so I made up for it, though, on my my day off. One of my other spots that I loved, I actually got the most amazing massage of my life at this place called Zen Health Spa. And I will put all the links in the um, blog for everybody. And I also am going to do like a Miami spots page yeah I'll do a Miami spots blog but so I had an incredible like it was my first day really on the vacation I was like I never spend that much on a massage but I was like I don't care at this point I just I'll throw the money out the door just to get myself in that relaxing space yeah had an incredible massage um we had the tacos that was great we also um went to an incredible I can't remember the name of this uh, oh, it was Las Olas Cafe. Okay. It was, we were kind of like, I don't know, because again, Miami is like like us now, like everywhere. Inflation is way up. 
So we're like getting ice cream. We're like, why is the ice cream $45? (laughs) Like, what? Is this crazy? So wild. So wild. So we go in there. It's breakfast. We each got like, we got two coffees. I got like a ham and uh, cheese on a croissant. Jamon each other. Can I say Jamon I, queso. Love, I love a Cuban breakfast. Oh, love Their it. coffee is so good. The caf- cafe con I had leche. cafe con leche. It's so sweet. Oh, it was delicious. I was trying to make yeah. them at home, but I never did them as well. It's as hard to steam milk. You have to also apparently pour a little bit of the coffee with brown sugar and then whip it up into oh no like I'll a whipped cream i'll never do that <laughs> Your arm I'm like, whip it. I'm, I'm, i haven't had coffee yet I, yeah. there's no way <laughs> well uh, one thing that was really a bummer to us was that we had tried to go to one place that was um supposed to be one of the best cuban breakfast in miami beach was that the versailles cafe to- no this place had closed okay. so we got there and then had closed and been reopened as miami diner which was actually really good yeah it was good for a diner but we were like we don't want to come all the way to miami to eat diner food it was good but a lot of the like the versailles we really wanted to go there but it was also far like we didn't want to get up yes. and take a car to a breakfast then take a car back then try to go to the beach yeah and also cars would have been like 40 yeah, it was just like too much. And when you have that day off, it's like you just got to do what you can. Yeah. And so we went to Las Olas and it was gorgeous, delicious. Mike had Mike had and it, it looked like a hole in the wall. And then it was like kind of expensive, too, for breakfast. So we were, we were kind of like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Because everything was expensive. And then, of course, also there like they add the gratuity to everything, which is fine. But it just like it just it seems like a lot right yes. away. But it, Mike said it was the best food that he had. My sandwich was amazing. My coffee was amazing. Mike had the pork bowl. He was like, this is some of the best food I've ever had in my life. Yeah. So Las Olas, I can't recommend it enough. It was gorgeous. And just like totally, totally not a fine dining establishment at all. Like little hole in the wall, but the best food. I always think that. My theory, like anytime when there's a restaurant with an aquarium in it, don't eat there. Yes. Yeah. They're taking They've more spent- care of the fish. <laughs> Unless those are the fish for your food. <laughs> it's like the food tastes like airplane food. Yeah. Because they bought it from a vendor. Yeah. We're like hole in the wall. They're like, we have no money. So all we can focus on is the food. Yes. To get you here. The ambiance. It does not matter. Yeah. Send me to a dump and I will eat eat there. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And we, we went to like, you know, we were going to a lot of restaurants and it was crazy to me that we had this happen a couple of times, which I thought was really, really strange because we would look at the bill in the menu. It would say like 20% gratuity added. So it'd be like, Oh, okay. Like we'll give like a couple extra dollars or whatever. But like the waiter would come over, this happened twice. And it was almost the same thing. The waiter would come over and be like, well, you know, only like 5% really goes to me. So if you want to leave something for me, you just leave it on top. If That would be great. And we were like, can I just, I was like, where, I'm sorry, where's this money going then? Because that's crazy. Like, It's I'm, gratuity. It's, it's gratuity included. And like 20% is 20%. Like I don't mind like putting a couple dollars on, but like am I getting shaked down by this like young French man who like, and we finally at one restaurant, we talked to the manager. We were like, so where's the money going? He was like 10% goes to the staff. It's guaranteed for them. 10% goes to the waiter, the waiter, waitress. Yeah. And then the rest is split up amongst the other staff, the busboy, the people that are, there's other people that are passing out water. Like the waiter really at this particular place, the waiter really was only in charge of bringing, taking your order and bringing the food to you. 
and everybody else was doing all this other stuff. So we were like, so why is our waiter, first of all, lying, saying he's getting 5% of the bill when it's clearly 10? Like, what, 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 are we like suckers that we're getting shaked down? Or also you don't want to be like a cheap person. Like, I want a tip. Yeah, and then the other thing, too, is you're like, why am I paying y'all's wages? Yeah, like, is... I'm, I, like, I waited tables for years, and I love tipping culture. But there is a point uh, to some of the, some of this, I'm just, like, getting tired of tipping. And some yeah. of it is a sh- shakedown. And I remember being, like, for a while, it was 15%. And then I remember people were, like, you got to tip 20% because of inflation. I'm, like, well, if there's inflation... And then it's we're doing in. percentage. It's built in. That's how ratios work. Yeah, exactly. So it works naturally. So why are we up to 20%? So now I tip 20 for good, 15 if it's bad. Yeah. But then it's just like, I am tipping everywhere. I know. It's like you Every get you get place. a latte and it's like now we have to you have to tip for a latte. It's like that I or like you buy a pair of pants and it's like and, and I have dreams too. It's like are you not getting paid at J Crew? Like I'm tipping on my slacks now. Like what is this? <laughs> like, that I just feel like tipping culture has gotten out of hand it or has. we need to like there needs to be some transparency with customers where this money is going. Yeah. When I waited tables we did, um, you got your tips and then 2.3% came out of your sales and that would be paid t- what you would pay to the back of the house. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you didn't get tipped on a thing, it, it meant that it was kind of coming out of your pocket. Mm-hmm. But like people don't know this. People don't know what the company's um, protocol is for how they're divvying up the money. Yeah. So, and it also feels like bullshit for a waiter to be like, Oh, we don't get all of this. And then you're like, well, then why is it gratuity included? Then like, this is crazy. Yeah, you know, wouldn't it's like, it be accepted? Like, this is this gratuity is for busboys, and this or just make it a tax. Just make it a tax, or just say like twenty percent gratuity included, and that's that. Yeah, th- we talked to the manager about it, and he broke it all down for us. He was like, this way, you know, yes, it all doesn't go to the waiter, but it's included, so it's guaranteed. Yeah. So I was like, I guess he's saying that instead of the waiter working off tips, which he isn't really, he is getting a guaranteed hourly amount. Yeah. Of like if he has two tables that each do a hundred dollar bill on top of his minimum wage, that's like twenty five an hour. Yeah. So it's like, okay, so wait, then why is he asking us to tip him more? I was so it's I a was shakedown. I was so mad, and you know, I hate to be like, you know, it's like I'm not a cheap person. I mean, I am, but like not with stuff like that. You well, know. You don't want to. I don't want to. I'm not paying for people's wages. I, I'm not. I'm not into like these companies. Even paying better, not me. Right. Right. Yeah. The, like or up your prices if you want to pay more. I don't mind. Just give. I don't know. It's just, just like, be clear about like what's yeah. happening when like, like the waiters like whispering <laughs> in your ear of like I'm starving. Just so you know, and you're like, oh well, I guess I just had a lasagna. <laughs> So, or like one, one, um, we went to another restaurant that it was included, the gratuity, it was 20% gratuity included. And, um, we gave the guy money and then he gave us back, we said like 20 back, please. He gave us back 10 and we're like, what's going on with this? Yeah. What happened? Like we, we asked for 10 and even, even with that, it was a little extra than what it was. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it's just like the culture down there. And I was like. I've never experienced that anywhere in my life. I have been places like in Aruba, it's gratuity included a lot. And I get that. And I get it in places where there are p- 
people coming from all over like Europe where they don't they aren't in practice of tipping. Yeah. So I get like putting it on there for that. But it's like it's not just like it's not tipping 40 percent. Yeah, like, yeah. For a bowl of pasta. Like this is crazy. Well, it, like now you tip it like ordering stuff over the counter. And I'm like, what did you do? I understand waiters that are like you're I'm. I always request that waiter. They give us really great service. They're super funny. They yeah. always tell us what's on, what's great to eat today. Yes. And like, they guide you, but like over the counter, somebody that's just like pressing buttons and then get, and then they send the food to the counter and then I pick it up and take it to my table. Like I'm not tipping. And you put your card in and then it pops up and it's like 35% tip. It's like, are we, I think it's like everybody since the pandemic during the pandemic, it was like, tip the delivery people more you know to do yeah. do what you can and we it's are like getting restaurants always looked out for you it's like what this is my favorite that they do now when they flip it and they're like it's going to ask you a few questions <laughs> like this it's oh, like you mean, are you an asshole yeah, yeah that's like the first one <laughs> i i do not tip for counter service i have if i am if i am flush and i just got some money i will put like a little dollar in at a coffee place i'm i'm i will have round no, up I will round up. I have no problem. I always tip at a bar. Yeah. And that's like accepted. But it's like I'm not tipping if I get like ice cream at a shop. Like, I'm sorry. I can't afford to live my life and tip everybody to the amount that it's clearly expected now. <laughs> so they can live in the state where you're like, I can't live. I can't yeah. live. <laughs> I can't live. I can't get ice cream and tip 40% on my $50 cone Absolutely. that I just got. Well, now it's just like I try not to to eat out I haven't yeah but when you're going on trips when you're going like, on that's trips all you do now I'm done I'm done eating out for a while but that's why I like street cars I like yeah. getting food carts little food cart yeah. perfect perfect even um, even like uh uh like fruit cart you know I'm, I'm into yes. those as well um did you go to the Johnny Versace house I've always wanted to go past no you know we really because we had we really only had two days there so one day I did like my spa activities and then the other day we did the beach yeah and of course because I was so like frazzled when I was packing I did not bring my hat I sat in the sun for four hours with no hat yeah. and I was like kind oh of my God. making a hat <laughs> out of my <laughs> I didn't like wrap a shirt yeah you. I had like a shirt on my head like this my <laughs> beach cover-up it was just kind of like <laughs> setting and I was like oh this is fine because I didn't think we thought that it was going to rain and then the sun just kept staying out so we thought we had two hours and then it just never rained we're like great yeah and we were loving it I was going in the ocean I was coming back I was reapplying and um I got a horrific sunburn on my did the spray yeah. suntan lotion which you're not supposed to do again listen to our talk with uh Julia Solomon on our Patreon because she gives her um tips for summer skincare and that was one thing that she said she was like don't use the spray yeah. I'm like I bought it immediately <laughs> um but yeah so I actually did get a little bit of sun damage on my forehead and I could just feel my forehead was it wasn't sunburned but it was really dry yeah and, and then uh, I, I get that when you start putting lotion on and I'm just rubbing skin joints I'm just yeah I'm like just the little... skin's just peeling off <laughs> oh, oh yeah <laughs> like a little reefer little skin reefer yeah I was like I was so disturbed I was like what have I done to myself <laughs> I am actively trying not to look haggard I know and then it gets to be like I will never book an audition again I, I look like a crone <laughs> it does happen to me about once a year where I just get too much sun and then I spiral and freak out oh yeah because you just think 
this is this, this is, is it. it. This, this is, is it. it. Yeah. Especially when I had that other birth control that I was on, the really extreme one, because oh, you can yeah. get those like the big melanin spots. I was like, oh my gosh, that's the last thing I need. An oh, age yeah. spot <laughs> at thirty-five. Well, you get shamed. You get shamed. You get shamed. Um, I also think Miami is a fascinating city. Did you ever watch Cocaine Cowboys? No, I never saw it. Oh, my God. It looks like a low-budget doc, but they put so much information in there, and the storytelling of it is really good, and they have a sequel to it. But it basically shares the rise of Miami during the cocaine 70s and 80s. That That sounds great. It's insane. That whole city is built on cocaine money. Oh, my gosh. Everything in that city is because of cocaine. Oh, I have to watch it. I have to watch it. It's so, I hope they make it, there's a female Coke, what are you, like, head of, like, the Coke mafia. Coke lord. I think her name was Esmeralda or something. Oh, yes. There was talks about J-Lo playing her, and I'm like, come on. Oh, my gosh. At least put Sama Hayek. Is this a documentary, or this is a fiction? The Cocaine Cowboys is a documentary. Okay. So it's all, and then it goes into how, like, brutally violent it got. Because oh of like gosh. crack and cocaine wow. epidemic. Wow. Wow. But just when you like you're driving around and you're seeing like high rises everywhere and all yeah. the construction and like people people were flying, like transporting so much money that then there was like these banks that were coming up and it was just like it's amazing. It's like so because no other city right up has, my alley. was built kind of in that way. Wow. Yeah. No, I love it. Sounds like Scarface. Yes, it's exactly like Ugh, Scarface. Love it. It's a gorgeous city. I, I will definitely go back. And we yeah. had a good, we had a really good Airbnb that it was actually somebody bought a condo and they were like leasing out each little one as the Airbnbs. Yeah. It was gorgeous. I know that every time we go, Joe's like, you do know the city will be underwater in about 10 years. <laughs> Joe's bringing it back to climate, <laughs> bringing it back to climate crisis. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe. It's not like Venice. It might, it might be okay if we can all switch to renewables. Yeah. We can all do it. We have Come time. On guys. We can do it. Um, maybe, maybe doing a lot of cocaine. Yeah. Is that natural? That's that, natural. You could power a city on it probably. <laughs> Just like power everything on treadmills. Oh yeah. Like a, everyone's on a Peloton while they do blow. Did you tell me this about, um, or no, I think I learned this in my group that they are going to actually have clothes that generate they can they can make like solar panels off little teeny tiny things like you literally could wear an outfit that was all solar panels and it would just suck up energy from the sun yeah because wow. the technology is so it's so cheap now and it's only getting cheaper but they also did tell me somebody in the group told me that they had read something where they're actually working on like clothes that will generate electricity from your own friction oh, of like weird. moving yeah well, it's everywhere they wouldn't it's get everywhere. much energy from me this I love your your outfits. Like you're depressed. <laughs> Don't give her one. It's just wasted. <laughs> My sweater's dead. <laughs> oh, well, this was a great episode. Yeah, guys, uh, go to Miami. I just can I say. Florida gets like a really bad rap, but I always have a good time when I'm down there. Miami just don't talk to people about politics. Don't talk to anyone. Yeah. Go on the off season. Go on the off season. I cannot recommend it enough. I had a great time and I will be back despite the ludicrous tipping situation, which it's now that I know. And now that you guys know, like knowledge is power. Don't be shaken down by Fabrizio, the um, (laughs) our question mark French waiter. Um, I love a shakedown. I had one incident in Miami that I still think about, and I, it's just really funny to me. So I drank a big iced coffee from Dunkin' Donuts, and I think 
it was in the car too long. <laughs> <laughs> I got on the beach and I started feeling really sick. Oh, God. I threw up. But I can really tell you, throwing up on the beach is the best place to throw <laughs> up. I just buried it yes. like a cat in a litter box. Oh and gosh. I felt so much better. But I was like, this is so funny that I'm just like barfing on the beach and then just like. <laughs> It was easy cleanup. Like, no one knew what I had. (laughs) (laughs) I love that the beach is like nature's litter box. (laughs) You can take a piss on the beach. Oh, my gosh. You can barf. That is an ad for Miami right there. (laughs) Miami, where it's your business. (laughs) Business is your business. Exactly. Oh, man. Lady journey. Lady journey.